Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 20 of the Tick Bootcamp podcast. The title of today's interview is Your Mother's a Tick Tester, an interview with Professor Morgan Roblowski, co-founder of Ticknetics. My name is Richard Johannesson. And I'm Matt Sabatello. Professor Roblowski is a college instructor teaching courses in biology and microbiology. She has extensive experience working in university and private tick testing laboratories. Professor Roblowski is also the mother of a two-year-old boy. Last year, she discovered her son was the victim of a tick bite. After removing the tick, she felt a rush of fear and anxiety that to this day brings tears to her eyes. At that moment, Professor Roblowski felt helpless. Despite her education and experience, she could not determine if a tick disease was beginning to attack her one-year-old baby's health. This experience motivated Professor Roblowski and her husband to co-found Ticknetics, an environmental testing lab. They developed the Technetics business model to provide parents and families with fast and affordable tick testing information. Technetics is using a unique scientific protocol that reduces the tick DNA extraction process to three hours and the full battery of tick disease testing to be completed within 24 hours. Within 24 short hours, families can now receive a report that will provide them with their tick species, age, gender, feeding or attachment time, and most importantly, pathogens or diseases carried by the tick. This information is made available to parents and healthcare providers to enable them to make better informed treatment decisions. Thank you for joining our podcast, Professor Roblowski. Can you share your background with our listeners? Sure. Would you like me to start with my educational background? Yes. Sure. So my undergraduate degree is from Rutgers University in animal science and endocrine physiology. And then I studied at East Strasburg University, where I got my master's of biology with a concentration in molecular biology. Can you tell us a little bit about your personal life? Sure. I have a two-year-old son. I've been married for almost six years. I have two large dogs that are part of my family. Well, I want to focus now on your son because he really is what triggered uh, the uh, connection we have together, and that is that I understand your son, Zachary, recently um, had a tick on him. Yes, he did. About this time last year, middle of May in 2018, I was giving him a bath, and he I noticed he had like a little mole-looking thing on his shoulder, and he has no freckles, no nothing on his body. So I got a magnifying glass that for some reason I had in my bathroom and I looked at it and I could see the legs on, on the tick. So I called my husband and we had to hold the poor little guy down and we used the tweezers and we, we took the tick out and I didn't have a microscope in my house at that time. I had nothing. So I was very helpless. So I had to send the tick off for testing. So tell us how you as a mother felt about finding a tick on your child who possibly could have gotten sick from this exposure to a tick. So as a mom, even talking about it, like makes my heart like just skip a few beats because I was petrified. You know, I test them in grad school. So I know all the diseases that that they can carry. So that I said to my husband that either that night or the next day, I said, we're going to open a tick testing lab because no parent should feel like this. It's terrifying. So did you uh, and your husband ultimately come together and locate the resources to open a tick lab? We did. We did. We opened this April. So tell us a little bit about what was the desire that you and your husband had when you were opening up your tick lab. So for me and my, my husband as well, I, I really wanted to be able to take the fears out of parents when they found a tick on their child. So I worked with a scientist at the company I used 
to extract the DNA from the tick to come up with a really quick protocol so I could get results to parents and whoever is bitten by a tick much faster than than other companies can. So I can extract the DNA in 30 minutes and have a test, a Lyme test back in under 12 hours. So when you were in grad school, it would take approximately two days to get a report back for a tick test. And you've been able to cut that in, in half almost, actually even less than half, to turn around a report to these parents to get almost immediate information back to the families. Absolutely. I just met a lady in, in my town yesterday, and I had her results back to her for an all-inclusive test in 15 hours. Yeah, I really want to put it out there because we had recently read a CDC website which does not advocate for tick testing. And I'm curious what we all think about that analysis and if it's really accurate or not. Professor Robleski, one of the things we talked about in one of our earlier podcasts is that I was bitten by a tick last year and I had a very bad experience with my uh, medical professional because he did not have the capacity to identify the type of tick that had bitten me, even though I brought it with me and showed it to him. And even more importantly, he could not use that information as a vehicle for helping me to decide what type of treatment protocol I would consider taking. Do you believe that a tick test that you could provide would help me as a patient make a better and more informed decision about how I should treat my tick bite? Absolutely. So if you we're talking about your tick that we tested a few weeks ago, you could have taken the information that I gave you. I think your tick tested positive for anaplasma and tularemia. You could have taken that to your doctor and said, my tick was identified as a female Lone Star tick. It carried these two different types of pathogens. How do we treat this? What are the next steps? Instead of going to the doctor, showing him your tick, and him or her saying, oh, yeah, I, I don't know what kind of tick this is, but here's a two-week treatment of doxycycline. Hopefully, this knocks out any type of bacteria that you may have come in contact with. Let me know how you're feeling next week or three weeks from now. So one of the reasons why I wanted to send my tick to you is because... I wanted to know what the potential exposures were, and then I could determine whether or not I was feeling any of the symptoms that I would ultimately have been exposed to. So I believe I would have been able to not only help my doctor to determine what would be the best treatment course prophylactically, but I think I would have also been in in a position where I could have decided what type of medical intervention I would have sought if I began to become symptomatic. Absolutely. So even if you look on my website, I go through some of the common tick-borne illnesses. And if you look at the signs and symptoms, they're all relatively similar in the first, like the first signs and symptoms, like fever, sore muscles, malice, fatigue. So it's kind of like just like getting the flu. So not many people even think like, oh, maybe this is caused from a tick bite. So knowing the signs and symptoms are absolutely important, but if you know that your tick was infected with anaplasma and tularemia, you can look at the signs and symptoms and take, write notes down, and if you're exhibiting those signs and symptoms, tell your doctor. Yeah, one of the things that, that I think Rich and I both learned is to document all of these things as you go along. So one of the things we did was take a picture of the tick immediately and send it off to the University of Rhode Island, who provided him with an immediate report. Then we sent it off to you for tick testing, over at Technetics, and your website is technetics.com. And then to document that and keep that as a data point on, on the tick bite. And then if Rich were to become symptomatic, then he has all that information to discuss with his doctor to develop the appropriate plan that best suits his specific case. 
Exactly. When you go to the doctor, it's standard protocol to get blood work, right? Make sure your cholesterol is in check. But it's not standard protocol when you go to the doctor with a tick to get it tested. And that just seems crazy to me. And I think another important point is most doctors are not going to recommend sending the tick away, likely because the CDC does not advocate for it. And the ones that do, I have a colleague who, whose doctor recommended sending it away, and they then received a $600 bill in the mail because it was not covered by the insurance company. So that's another thing to think about when it comes to tick testing. If you use a lab on your own, like yours, Professor Robleski, you're going to provide much more affordable rates for people compared to what these people are getting to their doctors, like a $600 bill in the mail. Absolutely. So our Lyme test is now $25. So we, we altered our prices so that more people could afford it. If you're bit by a tick, you don't have to spend $250 to get your tick tested. So our standard Lyme test is $25 and our all-inclusive test is only $60 now. Right? And I test based on the identification of your tick. So if someone sends their tick in, I identify what type of tick it is, what life stage it's in, and how long it was attached for before we start testing. And then I communicate back and forth to the customer what type of tick they had, what tests we're going to be doing, so on and so forth. Can you tell me about why it was significant for me to know how long the tick had been attached? Sure, that's a great question. So certain pathogens can be transmitted from the tick in different times. So have you heard of Powassan virus? We have. The new up and coming virus, right, that everyone's talking about. That virus can be transmitted to someone in minutes. So the tick could bite you and transmit Powassan virus rapidly. Whereas Lyme disease gets transmitted between their studies saying 12 and 18 hours. The most common time you'll hear is about 24 hours of attachment time or the feeding time of the tick. Anaplasma transmits in 12 hours. So each different pathogen is transmitted to a person or a dog in a certain time frame. Professor Robleski, there's a lot of different tick testing labs out there, and not all of them are the same. Can you describe how your lab is different than the others and the types of testing you perform? I think I've mentioned before, I worked with a scientist at the company I used to extract the DNA, and we came up with a protocol that allows us to extract the DNA rapidly. And that gives me the ability to get my testing done much quicker, and I can get results to a customer or a client within 12 hours. And honestly, if they wanted to know quicker, I could probably have it done in six hours. Specifically to the types of pathogens you test for, from our research, we've seen that the different tick testing labs that exist, some of them test for three pathogens, five pathogens. So I think what we found that was so unique about yours is that you test for such a wide variety of pathogens or things that can make you sick from a tick bite. Sure. So we offer three different options, soon to be four. Option one, we just do a Lyme test, so you can send your tick in. We'll test just for Lyme disease, for the bacteria, Borrelia, burgdorferi. Our second option, we will look at the tick under the microscope and determine if it's a deer tick. And if it's a deer tick, we'll test for Borrelia burgdorferi, which is the bacteria that causes Lyme disease, Borrelia myomotoi, Babesia microti, and Anaplasma, just general species. And then if it's a non-deer tick, meaning it's a dog tick or a lone star tick, we will test for, again, I test every tick for Lyme disease, just to be certain, because sometimes you'll, you'll get a positive read on a dog tick or even a lone star tick. Doesn't necessarily mean it transmits it to you, but sometimes it is positive. We also test for Rocky Mountain spotted fever, Ehrlichia, anaplasmosis, and tularemia. And our third option, I, I call it my priority testing. So if you send your tick in, it gets thumped up to the front of the line 
you know, you'll, you'll definitely, you're guaranteed to have your results in 24 hours or, or less from when I receive your tick. So can you share with us what the pricing points are for each one of the different options that your company is offering? Sure, absolutely. So option one, just the lab test is $25. Option two is $60. So that's the, I call my all-inclusive test. And option three, the priority test is $80. Can you talk to us a little bit about what the response has been to the company that you've set up? Sure. Um, overall, it's been a great, great response. And People really appreciate how quickly I'm getting their tests back to them. Most of the people I've been dealing with are moms and their children have been bit by ticks. And I can't explain to you how relieved they are when they get a test back within 12 hours or 15 hours or 24 hours to know that hey, the tick was negative. So that takes a huge weight off their, their chest or I, I tell them it was it was positive for anaplasma, but the tick wasn't attached for more than four hours. So the likelihood of it transmitting to your child was significantly less than if it was attached for more than 12 hours. I can tell you that when I got my test results back, I was relieved on some level, but I also have to confess I was really pissed off on another level. And one of the things that really pissed me off, not of course at you because you were giving me great information, but at my healthcare professional is that he spent almost the entire time that we met the first time talking with me about Lyme disease. Then I went back to him six weeks later and he gave me a blood test to determine whether or not I had Lyme disease. And then we met after the blood test results had come back, and all we talked about was Lyme disease. And as it turns out, the type of tick that I had probably was not going to carry Lyme disease. And then when I got your test results back, I did not have a tick that was infected with Lyme disease, but I did have a tick that was infected with two other pathogens that my doctor never even talked with me about. So I have to tell you that I was really upset that my doctor didn't offer me an option to uh, have my tick tested. But even more importantly, I was upset that he didn't have the capacity to tell me that the type of tick that I was bitten by and the amount of time that the tick had been biting me would make it very unlikely that uh, my tick would have passed on Lyme disease to me. Honestly, you see it with a lot of doctors. A lot of them aren't versed in the different types of ticks. Last week, I had someone send me a tick, and it, it was on their dog, and she said, I went to my vet, and they told me that this was a deer tick, but I want to have it tested, and they didn't offer that because I don't want to just put my dog on antibiotics. So she sent me a picture because that's what I said. You know what? Send me a picture. I'll identify the tick for you right now. You can text me. That's fine. So she sent me a, a picture of a tick, and it was not a deer tick. It was a lone it's funny. It was a lone star tick, just like your tick. But again, the the vet wanted to treat her animal for Lyme disease, and it was a lone star tick. So, I think it's very common in the medical community for doctors, vets, any healthcare provider, to not know the different types of ticks, let alone the different types of pathogens they carry. So, one of the things that I found interesting about my experience with my healthcare provider was that when he offered me the doxycycline, which I did, I did take for five days. He told me that it was going to have a negative impact on my gut health. And he told me that that could have an impact on my emotional 
health and my emotional stability. So he knew that giving me the doxycycline was going to be a medication that was going to cause me some challenges, yet didn't have enough information to tell me whether or not that was a smart treatment path. And I find that to be really troubling. And, and I just wanted to share that with, uh, with our listeners. That is very troubling. It's a little tiny bit off topic, but I, I teach microbiology and most of my students don't know anything about the different types of ticks and the different types of tick-borne illnesses. So because it's microbiology and I get to teach about pathogens and pathogens including bacteria, viruses, protozoans, I always take the opportunity to give them a lecture on ticks, the different types of ticks and the tick-borne illnesses. And I had one student this semester say to me, I never knew why my mom always checked me for ticks. I thought she was being crazy. And he's like, well, now I understand why she checked me for ticks, and I'm going to start checking myself every time I'm outside. So not just doctors, not just healthcare providers, but a lot of the general population doesn't know the different types of ticks that are out there and the different types of diseases that they do carry. One of the things that we've discovered from some of our other podcasts, uh, Dr. Rawls, uh, for example, said that 90% of his patients did not identify a tick bite in particular prior to being diagnosed with Lyme disease. So I think part of the reason why we have the challenges that we have is that folks just are not doing tick checks because they don't know to. I absolutely agree with you. After I found the nymph on my son's shoulder last year, I became very paranoid about checking for ticks. And we've made it a routine every time. We Even before we go outside, I check my son. We spray ourselves. We use a eucalyptus lemon-based essential oil spray to keep the ticks off of us. So we check before we spray. When we come inside, we also check for ticks. And we check our dogs to make sure they're not on the dogs because if there's a tick on the dog, it can crawl off the dog and attach to, to one of us. It has to be part of, of your routine when you're going outdoors. I have been practicing in the lab to see which essential oil is effective against ticks because I don't personally want to put the chemicals on my two-year-old. So I put eucalyptus oil on a tick underneath the microscope and it died within a minute. So that showed me that ticks do not like eucalyptus oil. When you put the eucalyptus oil on the tick on the microscope, did you see anything change with the tick? Did the tick throw up, for example, or anything like that? I did not see anything change from the tick. What I did see was the leg stopped moving and it like died, which was a great sign. Professor Robuski, from your experience, for those that are, are bit by a tick that does have Lyme disease after you test it, and it was attached for enough time, do you think that antibiotics is the right course of treatment? Do you think the herbal treatment protocol is the better route or a combination of two of them? So depending on the person and their beliefs, you know, they can make that decision themselves. But if personally, if it were me and I were dealing, or dealing with my son, I would go the herbal route. Herbs are very effective. And, you know, it's not as harsh on your body or on your gut health or on, you know, your good bacteria that's in your body. So that's the route I would take. I think it's important to note for our listeners who are going to go the antibiotic route, whether solely or in combination with an herbal protocol, to take measures to strengthen your gut and immune health while doing that. So to take strong probiotics and take certain measures to keep yourself healthy. Absolutely. Taking probiotics is definitely a good way to to help your gut health. You know, kombucha, we, we drink kombucha daily. 
So there's a lot of things that you can take to strengthen your immune system. So uh, Professor Boski, as the uh, father of four daughters and the husband of a crazy mother, I want to... <laughs> I want to thank you for establishing the service. And if God forbid any of my children are bitten by a tick, I'm certainly going to send our ticks out to you for a couple of reasons. One, of course, we want to have all of the wonderful information you provide with your reports and you do that quickly and affordably. But even more importantly, it will help my crazy wife to be a little less crazy. That, that's our goal, to help uh, make moms less crazy. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Tech Bootcamp interview with Professor Morgan Roblowski. To our listeners, we have a call to action. First, if you would like to purchase fast and affordable tick testing services or learn more about Technetics, please visit their website at technetics.com or their Instagram at technetics. Second, if you enjoyed this episode of the Tick Bootcamp podcast interview with Professor Morgan Roblowski, please share it with your friends by using the social media buttons you see at the bottom of the post. Third, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, or Spotify to get the automatic episode updates for our Tick Bootcamp podcast. And finally, please take a minute to leave an honest review and rating on iTunes. This is a new effort on our part, and we could really use your help. We would like to create a show that you would like to listen to. We make it a point to read every single one of your reviews. Thank you for listening.